Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Saturday, it's Bedlam, number nine, Oklahoma, number 22, Oklahoma State. That's 3.30 Eastern on ABC. And that'll be followed by Michael Penix Jr. And number five, Washington taking on Caleb Williams. And number 20, USC. You will not get a better matchup anywhere. And all the action's coming your way this weekend on ABC and the ESPN app. With that, we welcome you back to another hour of Get Up. We're live at the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. Delighted to have our buddy Jay Billis here as we will continue to remember the legendary Bob Knight, whom we lost yesterday at the age of 83. The football crew is here. we got basketball on the hopper as well. Everything is going on on this Thursday, but it begins with the championship banner to be raised in Arlington, Texas, as they were exactly where they wanted to be last night, the Rangers, on the road. They had won 10 consecutive road games heading into Game 5 last night against Arizona. Here was the Diamondbacks' great chance. They had the bases loaded and two out on the bottom of the fifth, but they couldn't get a run across. In the meantime, Zach Allen was doing everything he could for Arizona. Took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, but that's where it would get away. They just pick away at him. Corey Seager, the eventual MVP of this World Series, going the other way. That's the first hit of the game that Gallen would allow. Then two batters later, two on for Mitch Garver. And Garver right back up the middle. Rangers take a 1-0 lead. That would be the night for Gallen. Six and a third. Gave up the one run and six hits. We go to the ninth inning. Still a 1-0 game. So the Diamondbacks desperate to hold on, keep it there to give themselves a chance. There are two on for Jonah Heim. That's a base hit. It's going to the outfield. Alec Thomas, don't let it go through your legs no matter what you do. Oh, we got trouble. Two runs are going to score on the error. Heim is fired up. He gets the third. It's a 3-0 Texas lead. And then three batters later. It felt like Marcus Simeon was in the middle of everything in this series with a runner on. That's a two-run shot to left center. And that is all. She wrote 5-0 in favor of the Rangers. From there, it was a matter of getting the final three outs. In their 63rd season. It's happened! The Texas Rangers win the World Series! And there it is. For the first time in their 63-year history, the Texas Rangers are champions of the baseball world. Corey Seager was brilliant. Three home runs in this World Series on his way to joining Reggie Jackson as the only players ever to win World Series MVP for two different teams. You see, the only others ever to win it twice at all were Gibson and Koufax. Congratulations to the Rangers. Meanwhile, we move to basketball. The battle for Los Angeles bragging rights last night. Clippers and Lakers. James Harden ready to roll. Not on the floor last night, but will be soon. LeBron James was on the floor, and he was there most of the night last night. It's LeBron. It's AD. AD had 27 points and four blocks. We're late in the fourth quarter here. This is Russell Westbrook with his team down by eight. Trying to bring him back. Knocks down the jumper. 30 seconds left. Clippers down by four. Paul George nails the three. It's a one-point game. Next Clipper possession. It's a three-point Laker lead. George working on Cam Reddish. Oh, they're going to call a foul. Alan Hahn, was this a good call on the three-point attempt? It's a touch foul. Stars get these calls. Watch the elbow here, right? 
there, just a touch. I mean, the referee's got 20-20 vision to see that. George hits all three free throws. He had 35. We're tied at 117. Seven seconds left. Final possession. Lakers in a tight game. D'Angelo Russell for the win. Oh, it's no good. Look at LeBron's reaction. Last thing in the world he needed was five more minutes of action. But that's what we get. We got two minutes to go in the overtime. It's Kawhi Leonard. Loses it in the lane. It's Austin Reeves. What's he going to do? Throw it up to LeBron, the best play in the playbook. 21 years in the NBA, and look at that man go up and get it. Lakers a five-point lead. We're a minute to play. Clippers down by four. Kawhi, he had 38. It's a one-point game. Lakers make a few free throws. 17 seconds left. Reeves. Reddish. Reddish. Box no out. good. Box out. No, it doesn't. No one even it's looks in the direction of Christian Wood, who throws it down. LeBron, 35 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, 42 and a half minutes. Let's talk. First thing I said when we came to the bench when it went to overtime, I said, uh, guys, killing me, man. I'm, I'm trying to keep my minutes down. Now it's another five minutes. I'm adding on to it. I, and I look right at D-Lo. I said, knock that down for me. So, so I ain't got to. So I ain't got to play another five minutes. You know, there's going to be a line. It's, it's definitely a, a line that we want to kind of stay at. And But I know when I'm on the floor, I can make plays. I can make things happen for our team. Well, let's talk about this one. It's a thrilling game in every way. Monica McNutt is up with us early this morning. Monica, it's November 1st, and LeBron played 42 and a half minutes. Should we be concerned? No, and frankly, you should probably expect him to still be playing these types of minutes probably till like December 1st, and then he's going to play Christmas Day because he's LeBron. Minutes restriction goes into effect starting January. Listen, he can still make plays, and if he don't make the plays, Greeny, I'm not sure who is. So Mm -hmm. as the Lakers are trying to establish themselves early in this young season, there is no choice. I get it, but the one thing I do trust is that if there is an issue, LeBron will be honest. He has not made it to approaching his 39th birthday without taking impeccable care of his body, and that certainly isn't changing now. Let me rephrase the question for you, Alan. I had Legler earlier this week. I've got you and Monica. All have said to me, you trust the Lakers. You believe they are a legitimate threat to go all the way to the finals. Aren't they too LeBron dependent? You are counting so much on this man, as great as he is, Mm -hmm. at his age. At his age, yes. That's the problem because, look, relying on LeBron James has been a pretty good thing to do in 20 years in the NBA. That's the problem. He has taken his team's places, but now we're 20 years in the NBA, 21 years in the NBA, and so they still are relying on him. Why? Because he's still the best player on the team. And this whole thing with Anthony Davis taking the torch, as I said last week, there's no torch. There's no taking of torch. Anthony Davis is the number two on this team. He's going to forever stay that way because that's who he is. So we have to stop with that conversation. But with LeBron James in the minutes, look, no Rui Hachimura last night, no Jared Vanderbilt last night, even no Gabe Vincent last night. So they had an eight-man rotation. He had to play the minutes he played, and they went into overtime. And by the way, ended an 11-game losing streak to the Clippers. I mean, they haven't, you know, he was not going to let that get to 12. So that was important for him, too. But they'll find a way to manage this because the battery drained when they got to the Western Conference Finals last year. That can't happen again this year. Monica, why the face? Because, Eve Hahn, I think you make a great point about the Western Conference Finals. But if we go back and look at LeBron James's numbers through the Conference Finals, he didn't, he was not not productive, right? And so for me, I'm still okay relying on LeBron James because it may not necessarily mean that he is your leading scorer, leading rebounder, leading assist guy, but a guy that can be the centerpiece of a championship team. Like, 
I think the Lakers are in good shape with the pieces that they have around him because LeBron knows that this thing is a marathon. I, I, I think know it's tired okay and old, Monica. I know tired and old. Yes. Tired and old means you got to take it easy every now and then. You can't work as hard I mean, as you right. used to. I think, and I think we agree that time will come. But if anybody knows, all right, I'm going to set the tone to start the season. I'm going to figure out a way to chill and ramp up when it's go time. It's LeBron. We'll see. I will just say this, Monica. You were good enough to do an NBA game last night in Oklahoma City, then be on our 6 a.m. call today. 20 years from now, you won't be. I promise. I did the same, and I'm shot not going to have that kind of energy. (laughs) All right, both of you stay close. We we have much more to do on this. But our next stop is a legend that we have lost. The tributes have been flying in everywhere for the legendary basketball coach Bob Knight, who died yesterday at the age of 83 In my experience, he was absolutely everything that you think he was. He was brilliant, and he was demanding. He was cantankerous. He was huge of heart. He was irreverent. He was very funny. The one thing that everyone can agree upon with him is that he is inarguably one of the greatest coaches in the history of American sports. And so Jay Billis is in here with this morning as you look at some of the accomplishments. At the time that he won uh, the 902 games, he was the winningest coach of all time. He actually came on... My old show, Mike and Mike in the Morning, the day after he broke that record, I'll never forget having that conversation with him that day. That was long before, of course, he came to work with us. But, Jay, you knew him so much better than I and so much better than most did. He was such a larger-than-life figure. What would you tell people who did not know him that, that they may not have expected about Knight? Well, he was so much more than the image that he had. And you're... Your point about larger than life, he was larger than life. And in a very real way, his flaws were larger than life as well. And I, I, I don't want to excuse any of those flaws, any of the things that he did, because there were significant negatives. I just felt in my relationship with him, the positives far outweigh the negatives. And at, at one time, Greeny, uh, in the 70s and 80s, you know, he, he, he had his greatest teams at the time that John Wooden was was retiring in 1975 mm-hmm. from UCLA. And those two years, 1975 and 76, Indiana lost one game. They were a, a, a Scott May broken arm away from two straight undefeated seasons. One of the truly great teams of all time, both 75 and 76, and arguably the 75 team was better than the 76 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once we got into the 80s, there was no more respected and revered figure in the game of basketball globally than Bob Knight. None. Uh, his presence, his ability, his brilliance on the floor, his ability to, to teach, get in and out of teaching situations without, without stopping the action on the floor, his ability to scout opponents, uh, to get through to a team, you know, coaching the Olympic team in 84, uh, the last amateur team to win an Olympic medal for the United States. Uh, just extraordinary. I, I've never seen his like, and and I think your point about he was one of the great coaches in the history of American sport. It, it's hard to overstate uh, how big of a presence he was in the American sports landscape on, on a variety of levels. And one of the the smartest human beings you've ever been around. Very well read. Uh, could converse on just about any subject, and you always knew where he stood. Absolutely. We talked earlier this morning, Jay and I, a lot about the personal side. Let's talk about the basketball while you're here. I had forgotten, but I was reading in in the stories about him last night. He coached Jordan on that 84 team, Michael Jordan, and he identified him then as the best basketball player he had ever seen. Mm -hmm. 
And there was a story that Portland said they were planning on taking Sam Bowie ahead of him in that draft because they needed a center. And Knight said, well, then draft Jordan and play him at, play him center. at center. He recognized that from Jordan before the rest of the world knew it. And actually, the Portland general manager at that time, Stu Inman, who was a brilliant basketball mind himself, and, and Stu Inman at times is remembered somehow for not drafting Jordan, mm -hmm. and he was far more than that. But uh, he had called Knight. And everybody knew that Elijah Wan was going to be taken number one by mm -hmm. Houston. So the question that Inman had for Knight is, we have Clyde Drexler. Portland has Clyde Drexler. What do we do? And Knight said, you take Jordan. He's the best player I've ever seen. He's the best player, period. Houston should take Jordan. And he said, well, we, ha you know, we need a center. We've got Clyde Drexler. And to your point, he said, then play him at center. <laughs> and uh, and there, there's all kinds of, of video you can go find on YouTube of Knight talking about Jordan in 1984. And you're exactly right. He said, he's the best player I've ever seen. And nobody was saying that at that time. I mean, I, you know, I played against Jordan in college, and we all thought he's going to be truly great and thought perennial all-star and all that. But, you know, it, it seemed to bridge too far to say he's going to be the greatest player ever. Knight said it. And, and then the relationship with Coach K, fascinating, obviously. Your mentor, Coach K, and, and, and Knight was his mentor. And, and their relationship over the years was complicated. But the basketball piece of it is fascinating to me because Knight, Knight obviously was the influence that made Coach K Coach K, who became, I, I think, maybe replaced Knight as that figure, as, as sort of the number one person in the entire sport. Coach K played for Bob Knight at West Point, and they were pretty close in age, actually, right. uh, when he was coaching those teams. And, and obviously, I, people know his uh, persona, Coach Knight. He was hard on them. He was very, very demanding and at times demeaning. But uh, Coach K revered and loved Coach Knight. They did have a complicated relationship. I, I think I should leave it to Coach K to discuss that. Of course. But I can tell you that in my friendship with Knight, there were times when he treated Coach K poorly. And that was a sticking point between me and Coach Knight. That was a problem. Uh, I, I wish that overall that Coach Knight had been more uh, for Coach K, what Coach K was for me and all my teammates. That was difficult, and it was difficult for Coach K, uh, and it was wrong. And I think Coach Knight knew he was wrong. He just had a, a, a difficult, if not impossible, time uh, apologizing, and he, he, he just couldn't do it. That was a roadblock that he just couldn't get over. But, but I, know, I know that he loved Coach K. I know it because we talked about it. But, uh, but that, that was a problem. But, but, you know, there were times, there were so many times when Coach K would have Coach Knight. He had, he had him talk to us before we played in the NCAA championship game in 1986. Mm. I don't, honestly don't remember, I remember the presence. Like, you're going, oh, my God. You know, it, he just, he took up the whole stadium. And the stadium was empty when we were having our last practice in the reunion arena in Dallas. And he's wearing a Duke button, if you can believe that. Mm with his sweater, and uh, I don't remember much of what he said except the last thing. He said, boys, let me tell you one thing. Nobody remembers who finishes in second place. Mm. And then we got beat by a bucket, and we finished in second place, <laughs> and nobody remembers it. But uh, he, he was a profound impact on Coach K and really a profound impact on the game. Uh, I, I'm not sure there's anyone that had a greater impact. You know, his development of motion offense, he and Pete Newell came up with it. They ran reverse action at, uh, at Army, and then he, he came up with this entirely new concept at, at Indiana. The way he taught defense, the ball you man concept, you name it. Uh, he, was, he was the guru that everybody came to on the game. His contribution 
will never be forgotten under any circumstances, no matter how much time goes by. Thank you for being here today and, and doing this and your recollections on all this. We'll continue to remember Coach Knight as we go. In the meantime, to football, we will go next. Is Sunday a huge game in Philly? Yes. Is it a must-win for the Cowboys? That's the question. We'll answer it coming up in just a moment. Plus, is there a big problem in Buffalo? Why there are huge implications if Josh Allen loses to Joe Burrow this weekend. The football is next on Get Up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back and talking football on Get Up. It's time to play Who You Got, a wide receiver edition. All right, here we go. Harry, A.J. Brown versus C.D. Lamb. Who you got? I'm going with A.J. Brown. Since coming over to the Philadelphia Eagles, he has been nothing but great for this football team. The trust that Jalen Hurts has with this young man when he's just throwing the football up and understands that he's going to come down with the ball no matter what is at an all-time high right now. He should be in the running for MVP of the National Football League at this moment. Miami, Kansas City. We're cheating a little because Kelsey's a tight end. But still, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. Kmart, who you got? Uh, Gary, this is so 
hard. But I'm gonna say Tyreek Hill. You wanna know why? Because the Miami Dolphins, first in total points, rushing yards, passing yards, everything. And Tua leads the NFL in passing yards with, I think, over 2,400. It's easy, Tyreek Hill. Only if Taylor Swift isn't at the game. When Tay Tay is there, Travis has been unstoppable. I'm not just being funny. The numbers bear it out. Uh, D. Wood, Stefan Diggs versus Jamar Chase. Who you got? I'm going with Mr. 7-Eleven. Always open, Jamar Chase. And a big part of that is because the quarterback is healthy. When 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 you see Joe Burrow healthy, that man is ready to go to work right there. And every time, every every highlight we see of that man, he's literally always open. Oh, he is. Mm-hmm. And look, the health of Joe Burrow has been one of the big stories of the early part of this season. But as they prepare to play the Bills, it's the health of the, of the opposing other quarterback. Yes. What can you tell us about right, Josh so Allen? Josh Allen did not practice yesterday. He did say if we had a game for a plan on Wednesday, I'd be playing. But right now, he's working with the training staff. They're trying to take it easy on him, rest that shoulder. Now, Josh Allen had said it's not pain necessarily, it just feels like discomfort in there, which makes me feel a little discomfort. I don't like hearing that. They obviously need Josh Allen. He is like 80% of their offense at this point. Um, so he says he's going to be ready for Sunday. We'll see how he does. Which one of these teams do you buy? You just gave me Jamar Chase over Diggs. But which of these teams, it's Kansas City, Miami's gotten so much conversation, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But of these two major contenders, which one are you buying big picture? If I'm, put, if I'm buying stock in the team, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bingo. They are literally hitting their stride at the, right, at, the, at the right time right now. And again, it all coincides with the quarterback being healthy. We saw the struggles when he had the calf, the calf injury. Now we saw a glimpse of what Joe Burrow really looked when he's truly healthy. We saw a glimpse of what he truly looks like out there on the field against a very good San Francisco 49ers defense. If this trend continues, along with that defense yeah, you're getting better, yeah. now that's an underrated aspect, actually, of the Cincinnati Bengals, their defense playing better. That team, I could see them ending up in the AFC. That backflip freaks me out. It freaks me out every time he does it. It scares me to death every time he does it. There's no question you're landing that, right? Can you do that? Backflip? Yeah. I haven't did one since I hurt my neck as a kid. Okay, well, that's my point. I mean, I, it scares me. Oh, but he's way more, more, more I understand athletic. that, but it makes me nervous. Okay, you've got a tape on Jamar Chase. Yep. Hopefully it's not a backflip. What do we got? <laughs> Listen, it's all, when it comes to Jamar Chase, it's all, it's all about his lower body strength that allows him to be explosive and have excellent run after the catch. And here's a tape right here. This is a tape from us, play from last year, but still, whether it's a stop route or a back shoulder face, Look at him run through the arm tackle and then finish it off with a touchdown. Mm. His explosion, his speed, his power, <coughs> that full display. Then we're going to have a play right here. He's going down the field on the go route. His chemistry with Joe Burrow, throw the back shoulder fade, but not only does he catch it, he's not satisfied. He's going to take it to the house for a go route. And then this last play against Arizona, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Because I don't even know why he's this wide open. But he told us he's 7-11. So I believe you, Jamar Chase. You have showed us nothing but that. I'm going to get me a Slurpee, a slushy at 7-11 as well. That's why he's so dynamic. That's why he's one of the top wide receivers in the National Football. And before the season began, who did you pick to win the Super Bowl? I picked the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, that's my point. Yep. So, I mean, you're and nothing, all the ups and downs of their start, the three losses, the Burrow injury, all that, that has not changed. That's still your pick. I never wavered. Uh, I think what I love about this football team right now is Lou Anarumo, their defensive coordinator. He showed some. Logan Wilson is playing at a high level. He talked on Pat McAfee's show about how in an empty formation versus an empty formation, he did something that he hasn't shown this year on film. It's always in big games that the defensive coordinator, Anarumo, is showing up and showing out and making sure his players are in the best position possible to make plays. Plus, a healthy Joe Burrow, y'all counting against that? Talk to I me mean, about Cincinnati. 
Well, this is a team that we've seen them start the season slow, right? And we've seen them get to the Super Bowl. Yep. When you look at the AFC, who are the teams that you think can actually make it? You always say, say, always say the Chiefs, always say the Bengals. Because Joe Burrow, there's just a, he's just different in the pocket. He is somebody that no matter what, you're like, we need a big play, he's going to do it. We don't worry about him at all. Well, that's the point. He's the one we've seen do it. Mm-hmm. Can Josh Allen beat uh, Mahomes? We think so, but he hasn't done it. Can Lawrence do it? Maybe. Can Tua Tungvaloa do it? Don't know. Joe Burrow has done it. In Kansas City, mm-hmm. we've seen it before. Maybe we will see it again. Coming up, it's the matchup of the year so far. It's Dak versus Hurts. Which quarterback has the matchup there? We're talking about it. Plus, did the Warriors make a golden statement last night? Can Steph and company win the West? Oh, so much rolling this morning. It's getting up on ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It's the biggest game of the year on the NFL's biggest weekend of the year as the Cowboys visit the league-best Eagles. And Monday morning, we have you covered here on ESPN. First at 8 Eastern, get up with Greeny, Ryan Clark, Rex Ryan, and former Cowboy Marcus Spears. Then don't miss Stephen A. and Shannon face-to-face on First Take, live from Shannon's alma mater, Savannah State University. And it all wraps up with Overreaction Monday on the Pat McAfee Show at noon Eastern. It's a Monday that you can miss on ESPN. All right, we're looking forward to that because Sunday is going to be epic. We will finally get to see the Cowboys and Eagles for the first time this year. Dak Prescott coming off the four touchdowns he threw last week. He's 3-0 in his last three starts against the Eagles. Dallas averaging 44 points in those games. But Jalen Hurts not to be outdone. He's won nine of his last ten against the division opponents going back to 2021. He's thrown 22 touchdowns and three picks in that span. The winner of this game could take hold of the division. 
ESPN right now has the Eagles with an 80% chance to win the division. Cowboys would have a 60% chance with a win. So what's at stake here? Well, maybe just about everything, which backs up the words of the first lady. The first lady, Kimberly Martin, is here to tell us that this game is a must win as you did before. It is, and I don't care what Harry says, because it is week nine, but... Well, you're the first lady. I'm the first lady. He's the bishop, so you outrank him. What even is Harry? What what Rev got to do with this? Harry, so you outrank him anyway. I do. I do at the Get Up AME Baptist Church. Um, (laughs) So here's the thing. We know how good the Cowboys are. We know how good this roster is. They fight. We talked about this earlier. They figured out that C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks are still on this roster and they should get them the ball. When Dak Dak and C.D. have teamed up 12 of 14 when he was targeting C.D. Lamb on Sunday. They, the two of them connect on 82% of their passes this season. Throw him the ball more. But when you look at the Cowboys, what more is there to say? They are a good team, but we just want to see what they do in the playoffs. You know they're going to have a good regular season. We want to know how do you stack up against the 49ers, against the Eagles, against the Lions, against the Seahawks, the best teams of the NFC. That's really the big question with the Cowboys. See, I'm glad you said that because you, were throwing, all the, because you were throwing out all the stats, but then you came around to my point. I don't care what they do against the Rams. I don't care what they I need to see what they do against the big dogs. We saw what happened out in San Fran. San Fran they got clobbered. Yeah. Now they're facing another elite opponent in, in the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, if Dallas wants to win a division, have an opportunity to get the number one seed, you need to win this game. I'm sorry. You need to win this game. And I think the, the, the big key, honestly, as much as we talk about Dak in this game, and Dak is going to be instrumental – the Dallas Cowboys are a front-running team. And this, it, it, all that stuff comes off of defense. Mm. Defense. When the defense gets it going start ball and creating turnovers, mm-hmm. that's when Dak is at his best. Dak actually feeds off of that. So, I think the key in this game for the Dallas Cowboys to win this game, the defense has to show up and create pressure and turnovers against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's Dallas' recipe for success. What you got, Rev? Yeah, you know, Rev, I'm sitting over in the cut just waiting. I'm sitting in the cut, and now it's my turn to proceed. Uh, (laughs) Now we will be taking ties and offers, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. But let me say this. I got news last for all of y'all. I don't really care what they do in a regular season. Uh. Because they've been 12, 12 and 5 the last yeah. two years. It matters when they get to the playoffs. What can they do? You can beat the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend all you want to, but can you beat them in the playoffs? The playoffs is but, what but, matters. But, 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 here, but here's, my, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. It's a lot easier if you have those games at home yes. rather than going on the road. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I'm because just, it is, it San is, Francisco it, marched into James World that. with I, Jimmy Garoppolo but and I, beat Dallas. I understand that, but it, it, make no mistake about it. It is easier to win home playoff games than to be a wild card team going on the road and winning those type of games. And let so me ask the psychology work. major yes, this. Here. It's the psychology of it all, right? We could, if, if the whole world is saying the Cowboys can't beat a good team, somewhere that has to ooze in no matter how hard you try and fight it out. They need a win for their own psyche. I think when you walk off a field and once again you don't beat the good team, at some point you're like, man, what the hell? We got the guys. We've got the talent. And somehow on Sundays it just doesn't come together. I do think there's a psychological disadvantage when you keep losing. For the weak-minded, it, it, it's, 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 it's not for the But look, you got Jerry Jones saying, I, I, don't want to po- I don't want to poke the bear now. I don't want to poke the bear I know, now. but Dak is pouring honey on himself. Ah. So one way or another. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the game here. Because right now, A.J. Brown is having one of the great seasons that any 
wide receiver has ever had in the history yeah. of the sport. So if the Cowboys are going to win this game with defense, it's going to be shutting him down. Show me A.J. Brown. Yeah, let me show you this tape on A.J. Brown. You talk about a guy, and I think the trust between Jalen Hurts. He's going to run a double move right here, but watch how they, uh, A.J. Brown fights through contact. He gets his arm grab right here, but it doesn't even phase him because he's a big body wide receiver. He has that strength. He's strong, and he can fight ooh, through the contact. Ooh, ooh. Look right here on the go route. You're going to see this DB again. Grabs his body, but it doesn't alter <laughs> yeah. anything that A.J. Brown wants to do. And look at the ball placement by Jalen Hurts. So that's what I love about Arthur Warren Brown. We call him A.J. Brown. And then last but not least, we've seen this. He had a man grab his face mask. Oh. He caught it with one hand, and he still made the catch no matter mm. what. Just throw it up to him, and that trust between Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown is on full display right now in the National Football. What was he saying when, when he saw that lineup? You get a nice little one yeah. shot. I love this face that he made. Can we get what too was little? Get little out of here, little man. <laughs> little boy. Little. He's too small. Too small. Little boy, get out of here. This <laughs> <laughs> little flower. <laughs> I like it all. But the attitude that receivers have is yeah. unbelievable. When he caught that first one and just sort of put the ball right yeah. in the guy's feet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, let, let me say this. All three receivers that we talked about today, whether it's Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Alpha males, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. They have that attitude. Yeah. I'm that dude, and I don't give a damn who's in front of me, who's guarding me. That's the mindset you have to have to be dynamic like those three guys are. All right, we're going to pick these games as we continue because we've got maybe the three biggest games we've had all season long. We'll get to those in just a minute, but you want to talk about dominant superstars? Let's talk about Steph Curry. He and the Warriors off to a great start. Steph is averaging over 33 points a game. Warriors and Kings, which has low-key become my favorite rivalry in the entire sport. There's Steph in the first half. Warriors are down three there. Now we're three minutes to go in the half. It's Chris Paul for Steph Curry. Warriors are one-point lead. Now let's go to the final minute of the game. Warriors down by one. Just show me a little something special in the lane if you're Steph. Will you please look at him making moves. One-point lead, Golden State. Next Kings possession. They're playing without De'Aaron Fox. Malik Monk. DeMontis Sabonis, yes, 23 points for him. Kings take back the lead. Six seconds left in the game. Golden State needs the bucket for the win. Who's going to go to? Klay Thompson, yes! Six points in the fourth quarter, six of his 14. And the Warriors win a thriller, 102-101. And then when it was done, Draymond said the quiet part very much out loud. Last year we had an awful team as far as chemistry goes. Um, it was pathetic. It was hard to come to work, um, not fun, you know. Uh, and so this year you see the joy, you know, on guys' face when they come in the building. And you're like, okay, this is a group that likes being together. And I think, you know, we're, we're trying to build on that, and that'll be a big key to our season. All right, he's, listen, I mean, the Jordan Poole thing, for those who are not clear on what it is I mean and what he obviously means, yeah. they needed to get rid of Jordan Poole. They did. Did that lift a weight from this team? It definitely took an issue out of the locker room, right? And, I mean, look at Jordan Poole now in Washington with a bad team throwing alley-oops off the backboard down 21 points. And what you did is show that you didn't like him so much that you'd rather have a guy you can't stand in Chris Paul as a teammate. That's how much they didn't like Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. We'll take a guy that was a mortal enemy and make him a teammate, and he's actually been a much better fit. You brought in a grown-up. Well, bringing in those kind of guys, it has worked historically. That's what Dennis Rodman was to the Chicago Bulls, and they brought him in because they needed him, and it worked. I don't know how significant a role Paul is going to play here, but we will see. Monica, let's come to you. The Warriors look good. Steph Curry looks 
10 years younger than he is. He is aging every bit as well as LeBron Benjamin is. Button. Let's talk about it. I mean, give, give me the, the Warriors are a team people love so much and kind of get left out of a lot of the conversation this offseason. How good are they? Um, okay, so when I looked at the Warriors last night, I thought this is a crafty veteran squad, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we are having the opportunity to watch. I still think, though, that size might come into play and it might be a problem. I'm looking at the box score from last night. 36 to 48 is the rebound margin, right? And mind you, it takes a sort of heroic shot from Klay Thompson for them ultimately to pull this game out. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to roll over teams and beat them by 15-plus points. The West is entirely too deep this year. But I do wonder, as we get into the series and we get late in season, with so many teams with size in the West in particular, I just wonder how they're going to work around that. Well, right. Monica, like to say they just they barely beat them. They beat a really good team. Yeah, that's what they did, and they did it using the. Their bench was terrific, and if they're going to be any good this year, it's going to have to be that their bench was good. We know what the big three bring. We already know what Steph Curry brings. Klay Thompson made a big shot. It's good to see him finding his game again, and Draymond being healthy. That makes a difference. Their starting five is as good as any starting five in the league. It was always about their depth. And now that you have all the initials, I'll give you GP2, CP3. They also have Kaminga. They have Sarge, who played really well as their big. Those four with Clay as the, as the bench brigade had a great second half. If they can get that production, they're going to be very good. They're a fun team to watch, Hi, as they I, have been. For, yeah, go ahead, Monica. I want, I want to get to I is agree that with you, but I would yeah. just. I would just counterpoint that. How often do it, does a team that gets out-rebounded by 12 points win in the NBA? Like, I, that's my only thing. They You're make shots. That's right. why. They, they make got shots. incredible shot makers. Yeah. You do it making threes, and we see if that's what winds up happening. All right, the feature is called, Is That McNutts? I will make a statement, and Monica, you will tell us whether or not it is McNutts. I'm going to tell you that if Zion is healthy this year, he is a legitimate contender to win MVP. Is that McNutts? Listen, I do not think this is McNutt. I was courtside last night for the Pelicans Thunder game. Zion is a specimen. His ability to get to his spots, finish through contact, get off the ground a second time on offensive rebounds. This isn't crazy in my mind. Not only is it not crazy because of who he is, but that team around him is actually very good. If he is healthy, remember where they were last year before he got injured in the Western Conference standing. All right, next, the Mavericks are unbeaten. If I said Luka and Kyrie are going to lead that team to a top four finish in the West, is that McNutts? This one is stressing me out, Greeny. You know this one is stressing me out. Okay, I'm, I'm going to build on my first, not McNutts. If the Pelicans are healthy with Zion, I think they've got a shot at the top four. So I'm going to go this one being McNutts because I would have the Mavs just slightly outside around like five. The Mavs, no doubt, will be a playoff team in my mind. Um, and it's going to be really close. We know those four and five matchups historically are really, really tight. Um, it's, I'm just going to go McNutts just a little bit right now because I'm super optimistic on the Pelicans. So we'll go just a little McNutts. Uh, <laughs> the, the top of the West is so good. One more. Let's go to the East. If I said the Celtics are the biggest threat in the whole league to stopping Denver from repeating, is that McNutts? As of today, that is not McNutts. And I'll admit, I was a Bucks over Celtics person. And then the Drew Holiday trade un- trade unfolded. But beyond the Drew Holiday piece, I actually think Chris Stapps Porzingis is sort of unlocking some of the promise and the optimism that was around him. Now, he's another guy if he can stay healthy. But I do think he's a bit of an X factor and sort of changes the dynamic for the Celtics offensively and defensively. 
Talk to me, Alan. How about it? How about Celtics, Bucks, top of the East? Yeah, I mean, that right now that's how it's setting up. I mean, I can't believe how did the Celtics get better than the Bucks when the Bucks made the trade for Damian Lillard? Because we had thought maybe the Bucks were above Boston because of the moves they made, losing Marcus Smart. I mean, this is like, you know, that, that, that Grinch smile gif that we see all the time? Yeah. Like, that, that is when, – when that trade went down and all of a sudden Drew Holiday's available and then now he's in green, I mean, what in the red R back is going on here that they got better when the, when the Bucks were the team that got Lillard? They have all the pieces. They should be the better team now because the Bucks went from a team that uh, – shows you how much they missed Drew. They don't play any defense. Nope. So one thing the Celtics do – and then the smart thing that's very understated, of course, is coaching was a bit of an issue last year, some inexperience, right? So what do you do to help that? You bring in an advisor. You bring mm-hmm. in Jeff Van Gundy, yeah. the professor. You have a guy like him around now to and, lean on. That also makes them better. And I'm a huge Drew Holiday fan. I, to me, th- th- he's a winning player. He'll give you 20 points when you need it. He'll shut down your Whatever best player when you need him to do that. Monica, thank you for getting up early for us this morning. Alan is here. The NBA in-season tournament is upon us. It begins tomorrow with group stage doubleheader. Giannis and the Bucks hosting Julius Randle and the Knicks, 7.30 Eastern. Then Jokic and the Nuggets, Luka and the Mavs. Coverage starts 7 Eastern on ESPN. Coming up, best Sunday of the season, the showdowns in Philly, in Cincy, in Frankfurt. They could decide absolutely everything. We will make our picks, and we will do it as only we can. We missed him last week. The big man got tiny helmets and a large mallet. Don't miss him next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We are back on Get Up, and as we look ahead to another great NFL weekend, we talk about Lamar Jackson. He is 17-1 in his career against the NFC, which is an impressive statistic, but it is not one he wants to hear about. I think you're up to now 17-1 against NFC teams. Is there any way to explain that? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you're playing football. It's not about NFC or AFC. I'm trying to win regardless. I don't even want to put that in my head or let you finish that question. (laughs) We good. (laughs) We good. What, 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 what? <laughs> He's How do you not dude. love Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Like, that was just such yep. a relatable moment. But that kind of shows you – it's a cute moment, but that shows you where his mindset is. It's like, for Lamar Jackson, since he came to Baltimore, it's like, uh, one goal. I got to get a Super Bowl. He got the bag. This year, 
the roster's improved, and all he's thinking about is we got to get to this result. Well, look, I mean, when he plays, they win historically, and this year as well. D. Wood, if I were to look you right in the face right now, and I were to say low-key, even though no one's paying attention to what the Ravens have been the best team in the AFC so far this season, what would you say? Absolutely. They've been, the, you know, they, they've dropped some games they should have won. I mean, they, they the should top, be undefeated. Yeah. They, yeah, they could, you could make a case they should be undefeated right now. Um, the Ravens are, they're playing outstanding football, especially on the defense side. When the offense really starts clicking, especially the passing game, Scary. They're going to be that's, very that's the scary. Thing for me, we've right. seen it against Detroit. When they consistently start to uh, right. have that showing on a consistent basis offensively, this is going to be a scary team. This is a top five defense. Mm -hmm. They lead the league in sacks right now. I love where the Baltimore Ravens are. They are the best team in the AFC. And I said it loud and proud, my fellow Louisville alum, Lamar. Keep doing your thing, boy. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That time I actually heard what you said. <laughs> okay. We have one order of business left. We've saved the best for last. Give the big man some tiny helmet. Welcome to the most dangerous this segment. Very... Big man tiny helmet. Get the goggles ready. Oh. That went right by my face. Things just got real. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Touch to the side, touch to the side. Graziano's got a lot of potential. Holy smoke. There's no coming back from that. I, I think that might be my best. All right, here we go. So last week when D Wood wasn't here, Dan Orlovsky snuck in. He was doing the smashing, and Mike Tannenbaum was here and others, and Tannenbaum snuck in on us because UConn was playing BC, yeah. which was their alma mater's going head-to-head. -head. That was Jay Will. He did a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, <laughs> what, what happened was Tannenbaum snuck in a UConn helmet, and he smashed that, and your Boston College Eagles won the game. How about that? How about it? He did, you know, we won the game, but his, his helmet smash, from what I heard, could have been a lot better. Well, I mean, let's see. It wasn't as good as yours, but it was better than mine. So it was okay. somewhere <laughs> in between those two places. Okay, yeah. here we go. We're going to do three games. We start with Kansas City, Miami. This is 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on NFL Network. Uh, Kansas City uh, and Miami here is a fascinating game at the top of the AFC. What do you got? You see that? that across the room. Did you see that? Oh, I saw it. Oh, did you see that? I, mean, I got just this yes. part of it. Yes, no. listen. For the Miami Dolphins, we've been talking on the show about who have they beaten. Who have they? I think they get their win. I think they get their big win in Germany. Two and company go off against a very good defense, by the way. I think Miami. The Europe games are always a little weird, right? I mean, yeah. some of it is who handles the travel better and all that kind of stuff. Show me a Kmart. You like Kansas City? <sighs> yeah, I just think because of how the Chiefs coming off that loss last week and Travis Kelsey talking about their issues on offense, I think they'll be ready. Yeah, I'm going to still say, who did Miami beat? They haven't beaten anybody good, and they're not going to do it again. Yeah, I'm going Miami. This is personal for Tyreek Hill. I yeah. think his guys are going to back him up. I'm interested to see how defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola is going to defend Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yes, right. I hope he don't leave those corners on the island. Beep, beep, he's gone. <laughs> Sunday night game is in Cincinnati. Bills, Bengals, obviously so much at stake here. The history they have last yeah. year, the DeMar Hamlin game. So many things that go in to uh, this matchup. But Cincinnati right now, hot as can be. Questions about Josh Allen's shoulder. What do we think? Get him out. Get him oh. out. Oh, oh, it's, oh, oh it's, look at that. It look at that. Flat. Yeah, it is, yeah, we flatten that. We flatten that. 
Listen, I'll green like I said earlier in the show. If there's a team that I'm, I'm buying stock in, it's the, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's the one thing I will tell you. Oh boy! Whenever oh, the screen boy. looks like that, congratulations, oh, boy. Buffalo. Go the other way. Yes. Run the other way. Yeah. All right. One more. Dallas, Philly. This oh, we've been boy. talking oh, about it all morning, oh, all week. Oh, NFC oh, East. What do we think? Oh. Alan, you got hey, you got to watch out for this shrapnel. I mean, Alan. That just, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that may have combusted. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it, it just disappeared. Yeah, never saw it. This is all that's left. That's all that's left. It disappeared. Yeah, that's all that's left. We need to win that back in slow mo. Yeah. How does Philly beat him? How does Philly beat him? Oh, oh no, AJ Brown. Oh no, again, AJ. Yeah, AJ Brown. AJ Brown, baddest man out there right there. We're all on the Eagles. Yeah. We're all on the Eagles. You're on the Eagles? Yeah. Offensive line, defensive line. I think they're going to win a line of scrimmage on both sides. That's how Philly beats them. Dallas, it's in their head against this team. Eagles. I don't know. The Cowboys play well against the Eagles. I think the Niners are in their head. Yeah. I don't think they fear the Eagles. I, I like Dallas in this game a little bit. And I like them a lot more now that I see everyone else <laughs> right. to be on the side. Yeah. All right. Good to have the Mallet yes. back. Meanwhile, first take is coming up. Are the Cowboys Super Bowl contenders? Should the Lakers already be concerned about LeBron's minutes? They're talking all that and more. Molly, Stephen A., Kmart, D. Wood, and company. First take, top of the hour on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, that boy bad continues to be a viral sensation. We ask for your submissions, and we are delighted to show some of our favorites. Check him out. One hand catch face, Matt Fire. The guy tucked it in for the touchdown. We all know this brother's a bad man, but you know what else we know? Talk to him. That boy, bad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what, what happened to the second guy? Yeah, we didn't need to see any more of that. That was hip replacement about to happen. Way too there. Harry, I mean, everywhere you go, you're becoming a superstar. Oh, there he is. There he is. I told him I'll mention his name. That's Brian, man. Brian. Yeah. I said, what's your last name? He was like, you're not going to be able to pronounce it. I said, all right, Brian. <laughs> all right. You're one of the few people I've ever seen who's up that much higher than Harry. He's never... making a big deal about everybody being too small. Yeah. Too... Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> I feel better now. There you I go. can still guard you, though. <laughs> First take now. 